my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you again today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us today and um, be part of this program. I'm always inviting uh, our listeners to send us a text message and share uh, your thoughts with us uh, in relation with our topic for today. But if you have uh, some other things uh, on your mind which can bother you and you think that we may be able to help you and answer some of those questions, please feel free to send us a text message and you can always write those messages to 0488880811. That's the number where you can be in touch with us during this program, be part of the, the program, but also on the same number, uh, we'll give you um, a free offer which we have prepared for you today. Jot down this number again, I will repeat it, 0488880811. Eight double one. All during this uh, week, we were looking into uh, the subject uh, relevant to the times. Oh, we live in a very special time. No doubt about that. And no one can say that uh, we are bored of how things going on in this world because every minute, every second, you know, every day, we are just bombarded with all sorts of new different things. We talked about uh, early in our programs, um, what has the church been called to do? Has the church a role to play in these special times we live in? Or we just um, go easy, you know, just on a routine basis? I don't think so. I don't think so. There is time now to do that. Another subject, is the gospel still relevant? Many people are looking in all sorts of directions spiritually, not not only um, from a Christian point of view, but there are so many views which each one of us can dig in. Another one which I believe was really good was, is talk of repentance and judgment out of date? Now, again, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are having in their minds again that sort of thing, judgment. Is this the judgment of God through this pandemic or other things going on, wars and all all sorts of difficult things? And just the other day, uh, our uh, good friend uh, Fabiano with uh, Pastor Hill, they talked about what's the significance of a creator. Now, I believe that's very important because if we don't believe in God as our creator, then all other things may just fall off the table. But today we are uh, going to deal a little bit more with this question. Will the gospel be opposed? Now, it's good to have with us also our co-host today, and that's Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you with us, Tracy. Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. Now, Tracy, it is an active member of the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide. Uh, because uh, she's now have the I'm membership now transferred. I'm now official, yes. <laughs> now, I was a ring-in before, but now I'm official, yes. Absolutely. Now, 
indeed Tracy is very passionate of sharing uh, the gospel, the good news with as many people as possible and through the waves, through the radio she's coming with us uh, Friday by Friday and sharing with us. Yeah, I also just wanted to note for the listeners again too, Nick we've had a lot of meaty topics this week mm. and sometimes you've got to go back and you know, look at them a number of times or that, or some of the listeners might have missed some of those topics. So just uh, reminding them that they can go to the website and to the podcast area and just click on the uh, icon there for Drive Time Big Q&A and look at some of the, the previous uh, topics. That would be really worthwhile, I think. Um, we've that's had very good, well, good topics. Yeah, very well said, uh, Tracy. And we encourage our listeners uh, to be in touch with us uh, via, via various uh, means. Now, just that week, Tracy, you mentioned about a program going on in your church. And uh, we also talked during this week about the uh, week of prayer, which is uh, very popular to say so in a Seventh-day Adventist church during this time of the year. How that went? Uh, and um, if you could yeah, tell uh, our listeners, they may live around uh, Brighton Church and they want to come and visit you or any other church, actually. You just need to um, search for a Seventh-day Adventist church uh, in your area, and they may uh, have those programs running right now. Some uh, some churches, they may have a dif- different uh, times, but generally in this period of time. How that went uh, at your church? Yeah, well, it's still, still going, Nick. Uh, started on Sunday uh, night, and uh, we've been going through every evening from 7 uh, p.m. through to roughly around quarter past eight. And it's not like we only pray once a year. You know, prayer is a very important part of uh, of our spiritual experience. But uh, as a church, we uh, like to set aside a specific time, a, a week, uh, on an annual basis, and uh, look at um, some particular readings around the word and uh, talk about those, and then just uh, offer up different. Uh, prayers. Uh, so it's an opportunity for everybody to kind of make a priority uh, for that prayer time and come together. And yeah, I've been blessed by, I haven't been able to go every night, but I've been blessed by the nights that I have been available. So very much encouraging anyone who happens to be in the Brighton area, the church, uh, Brighton's uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church is at 10 Amelia Street in Hove. So you're very welcome to come along at 7 p.m. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. And uh, feel free to contact us uh, if you have any uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, you know, uh, you may have a um, prayer request. We'll be happy to share those ones. We can have that an- an- anonymously if you wish, or if you if you want to bring a name forward, uh, we'll um, pray for that and we'll keep uh, confidentiality uh, on that. Just uh, don't hesitate to um, get in touch with us if you if you like that. Now, also we have um, to thank uh, some of our uh, supporters, you know, for uh, being able to be on air with this uh, program. And uh, if you like to be involved with this, don't hesitate to visit our website faithfm.com.au and uh, be. Um, a supporter of this program if you like that. But uh, right now I'm just going to put a plug here for uh, some of our supporters. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's great to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us again today. David, good to have you on Faith FM. Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be broadcasting with you once again. David, uh, straight into the subject. Will the gospel message be opposed? 
Yes, Nick, it is definitely the case that the gospel message will be opposed. Uh, Jesus said, uh, woe to you when all men speak well of you. So if uh, he was in trouble, we will be in trouble. The, the difficulty is that God's ways are not our ways. And unfortunately, we live in a world of great rebellion. And we greatly need the intervention of God to rescue us from ourselves. So if we ourselves have been fighting against God, then as we come to faith and share that, people will respond negatively to us. They they spoke very harshly to Jesus, of uh, of whom it uh, it is said that uh, all manner of difficulty will occur. And so uh, Jesus spoke about the prophets. He said some of the prophets will be killed and others will be persecuted. What a pity that the prophets are not believed. So mm. we who speak that prophetic message, that message of salvation, we are bound to uh, to encounter some turbulence, but we do pray that the Holy Spirit will soften the hearts of those that we are speaking to and that they will respond in faith and turn to Christ for salvation. Why is the message of the love of God going to be opposed, David? Well, the, the short answer to that question is that the love of God is only one aspect of the true Christian proclamation. Now, if Christians went around saying that God is love, and that's true, but that doesn't really go far enough, if we simply go around saying that, then we'll attract all sorts of people who will gladly say, yeah, I'll sign up for that. It is true that God is love, but he's more than love. He is righteous. Mm. And it's fascinating, Nick, to, in fact, see how many times the word love is mentioned in Scripture. Incredibly, in the book of Acts, which records the preaching of the early church, the word love is not mentioned once. So the emphasis on the early church's preaching was to repent. That mm. means to turn away from what you're doing, to make a U-turn and throw off the old ways and embrace the new ways. And, of course, God is love, and for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. Absolutely true, but he's also righteous, and therefore he wants us to repent. So repent and believe is really what the New Testament says. People are happy to respond to a message about God being a loving father, almost mm. kind of heavenly father Christmas or something. He is love, but he's also righteous, and therefore we've got this huge stumbling block that people trip over because people do not want to turn away from sin. They, mm. like, they like what they do, and they don't want to change what they do, and unless you, re you repent, you will perish, Jesus said. So we absolutely need to turn away from sin. Yeah, that's correct. Before I'm asking you another question, I just wanted to say, um, David, that uh, in the days we live, uh, we are bombarded, you know, with uh, the misunderstanding of this concept, love. Mm -hmm. And probably uh, when we say love, it's more like um, anything uh, uh, but but what God yes. tells us about uh, love. It's just about yes. lust. It's about uh, uh, some type of passion. Um, all those things, and no wonder that uh, people maybe don't understand uh, the true love of God, yes. and they can even be opposed to the love of yes. God. For example, yes. even in the situation we are in right now with all this pandemic uh, all around the world, you know, it's so much uh, unrest and even hate, and um, very, very difficult to allow the love of God to fill our hearts yes, and to yes. respond to all the challenges of life in a different way than we do actually these yes. days. Yes. Well, we, we need to understand what is the true meaning of love. And it really means seeking the highest good of the other. That means if I love you, 
I will challenge you when I see that you are going wrong, you're going off the rails. Mm. And, I, and if, I, if I don't respond in that way, I'm showing that I don't love you, no matter how, how much I might smile at you or give you a hug or be kind to you. If I don't challenge your sin, then I'm really shortchanging you in our friendship. And it's not a real friendship at all. It's just a game. So we need to understand what true love is. It's seeking the highest good of the other, which means challenging them to turn away from wrongdoing. All right. The last question for today, David, is um, how can we get in right relationship with God? Yes. Well, we certainly can't achieve that by doing good works because no amount of good works that we do will make up for all the wrong things we've done. Mm -hmm. So we need salvation. We need to be rescued. For God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, who came here to live among us, and he laid down his life for us, and he was also raised from the dead for us. Mm -hmm. So he gives to God the ability for us to come into the family of God. So that's a wonderful message, that we are made right with God by having faith in Jesus. It's his sacrifice, his good works, not ours, his willingness to pay the price for our sin. So thank God that as we do that, we are also changed and we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ, which means that you and me, Nick, we should look like him. And mm. it means that not only do we stop love, stop hating our enemies, but we learn to love them. That is to seek their highest good and share with them the wonderful experience of the grace of God that we now enjoy by faith in Christ. That's so great. And it's so true, David. We all need to share more, you know, the, the message in love, even though yes. we may face opposition. People exactly. may be opposed to the word of God, may be opposed even to uh, the love of God, you know, as yes. we share. But we need to share that in love that uh, the Holy Spirit will do his work. If we starting to um, be complacent because of uh, how people respond, then um, I think we are not doing the right thing. And uh, God is not uh, pleased with us. Uh, we should exactly. preach the gospel in love. Exactly. To the end of the world. David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as you continue to share the gospel, the message through Family Voice Australia, uh, may God bless you and um, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Nick. God bless. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And indeed, uh, we are able to go on air because uh, uh, Adventist World Radio, it's one of our sponsors also, but you, our listener, you can be part of this uh, network. Uh, you just need to visit our website, faithfm.com.au, if you like to do that. But before that, uh, you can be part of this program uh, by sending a message, a text message to 048 Right now, during the program. Tracy, our topic for today is, uh, will the gospel be opposed in the future also? Mm, yes. Well, the gospel definitely is going to be opposed. We, we know that from the word. But ultimately, it will prove its truth in its purest form. But there's a journey that that it has to go through. You know, what's the gospel message? And, and um, David referred to that. You know, 
We're inherently wicked, unfortunately. Sin is our, our natural tendency. And we know from the word that the wages of sin is death. So on our own, we would have no possible way of being able to um, live an eternal life uh, without the sacrifice that was made by Jesus. And the love of God is what um, provided by sending his son Jesus to live here on earth amongst us and teach us how to love one another. That was, that was one part of it. Um, but also, you know, the part of the, the, the plan was also that, that he would die in our place, that he would substitute for the sins for those who were prepared to, um, give their, give their life to him, that, that, there may be that opportunity to live with him mm. in eternity. You know, it's a it's a beautiful story of love. Actually, it's 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 a big love story, and and I actually liked how David put it. That you know, he said, uh, you know, if all we preached was about love, then you know everybody would would love that. Mm. But um, there's two sides to it. There's a balancing side as well, and that is the fact that. God is righteous, and 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 in the gospel message there is that that the wages of sin is death, and the only way to to break through and and uh, not have to deal with that that uh, eternal punishment is for Jesus to have have come and died in in our place. Um, but you know, as he was saying. Um, the emphasis in the early t- early church's preaching was around repentance, mm. and not too many people like to have their sin pointed out and to be told that hey, a change needs to to take place. And actually, uh, two Timothy four tells us about how things will go on the journey. It says, "For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine." Mm-hmm. So people. They won't want to hear the, mm. the, the gospel in its purest form. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears or they want to hear what they want to hear. Absolutely. They will heap up for themselves teachers. So, so, you know, people have this tendency to only want to hear the things that they, that support the, the views that they already hear. And so they will attract People to them who will give them the sermons, who will give them the teachings that support what they believe, mm. rather than actually challenging them to to come up higher. And and the the text continues, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So we are told that 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 is is where things will be headed. And you know, personally, I see a bit of that already taking place in, and it's in easy. the world. Yeah, it's yeah. much easier. To listen to those things, you know, which you'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that, you know, rather than to hear the truth in the purest form. <laughs> no one likes to have have um, their imperfections pointed out to them, do they? Especially when it's to do with eternal things. Mm. Um, but, you know, the word tells us that, that there is a need for change. And I'd just like to quote Ephesians 5, 1 to 8. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. So, so, so it's very, you know, there's an, there's an action that has to take place as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetedness, let it not even be named among you 
as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. So mm. we're told that, you know, there definitely be needs to be a change. Paul is recognizing that we were once like that. But coming into the truth, we need to open ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to make those changes in us. Right. We, we don't get to just put the tag Christian on top of everything mm-hmm. and say, that's cool, that's great, God loves me. Mm. It, it doesn't mm. quite work like that. So you are saying that um, a different gospel uh, will be preached. Uh, perhaps on uh, that is easier to live up to. Yeah, well, you know, we find more and more that churches are beginning to, I think, compromise in order to attract more people. You know, there's this idea that, hang on, if we preach it too truthfully, then, you know, we we're not going to be able to keep people in and it's not always easy to be different from what society wants and to stand up for God's ways and lost I lost a husband because I stood up for God mm. I was given the ultimatum me or God Tracy mm. you know so 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 it it's 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 not easy um not everybody is called to make that that difficult uh, uh in, they're not put in that difficult situation but but people are all different kinds of things you know you're not seen as cool if you're mm-hmm. a you're a Christian who's prepared to stand up. Um, standing for the fact that Jesus is the only way to the Father is not popular in these days because right. there's, there's this idea that, hey, everyone gets to go to heaven, God is love, all of that kind of thing. You know, there are deliberate efforts going on right now to unify the different confessions of Christianity, you know, and, and not only the different um, groups of Christianity, but even with other religions with the idea that God is love. So mm. why wouldn't this mm. be right? Um, so, so yeah, there, there's this thing, if it seems good and loving, then it must be something that God would approve. Mm, that's right. And uh, even before you're going uh, for, uh, further, uh, Tracy, you mentioned something early, a bit earlier, which I believe it's, very important. We have this tendency of um, easing out, you know, uttering down a little bit some of the things to keep, even in the church, mm-hmm. to keep our uh, families, our children, our uh, or the people who come in um, to feel a little bit more comfortable. Is that the right approach? Is that the right approach? Look, I think there's no problem with changing strategies, if you like. Um, but I do think that it should never dilute or compromise the word. Maybe, you know, there's a different approach we need to take to appeal to more people. I have no problem with that, but it must never compromise on, on the word and, and the, the fullness of the word. That, that's my personal um, view. The reason I raise up that the concern is because it affected me. Uh, I came out, I came from, from the world to say so, use this mm. terminology, uh, in the church, you know, um, from the show business, you know, from parties and all those things. And uh, when I came in the church, actually I came with a different 
uh, expectation because I was convinced. Mm. You know, God reached out to me and I was convinced and I want to serve him. I didn't want in the church to be uh, something like similar with where I come from. I really want the church to be vibrant, different. alive, mm. uh, different, uh, preach the truth, the gospel, the raw, not, truth. The raw truth, not to just uh, um, easy to ease it out, you know, that mm. will may, may fit somebody like myself mm, because mm. what I believe statistically that we lose more people from the church and in Christianity in general by compromising with certain things. I think we should preach the Bible, the truth as it is mm. with love as uh, David said, with great compassion, with yes. great uh, dedication and uh, I, I thought I would just mention mm, that mm. because yeah. I agree with you, Nick. I agree with you, and and I think preaching the raw truth is what can change people, and it's people really living the word mm. that convinces other people. I think there's so much hypocrisy that That's actually true. you know pushes people out of the church. But just going back to what I was saying about you know it not being popular these days to talk about Jesus being the only way. Well, if we are to follow His word. That's what it is. You know, John 14.6 is where Thomas was questioning Jesus about, you know, which is the way. And Jesus said to, said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, you know, I, I know um, Oprah Winfrey's, you know, popular uh, uh, saying, you know, many ways to the Father. Mm, I'm sorry, if you're mm. a Christian, that's just not possible. You're that's right. just not possible. Revelation tells us that Babylon will offer the way of salvation through the proclamation of a false gospel, and those who follow it will show their opposition to Christ in their actions. You know, actions speak louder than words. Mm. You know, I was asked to in my actions, show how important God was to me when I was given an ultimatum, me or me or God, Tracy, mm. you choose. I mm. shouldn't have to have been put in that position, but I had to stand up and show that actually, no, God is my priority mm. in my life, you know, and, and, and our actions will be what shows what is actually important to us and how important God is to us. And uh, Tracy, I just um, met a, a person just the other day, like in your situation, a gentleman who shared with me that uh, his children and his wife uh, are totally against him because he found God. And uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's separated right now and a big push uh, for divorce and all those things because you choose and interesting enough now this is my own experience but uh, i hardly could see some people coming from outside embracing you know the faith in god and to be bad person uh, uh, even worse than before usually it's a different person because the word of god the love of god changes from inside out and it changes the person and that's why there are some who are so opposed to it because they see that the person's not the same person that they were before. Mm. You know, but it should be a better person. But anyway, wow. we're kind of getting off the topic. Yes, but, yes. But yeah. yeah, but look, uh, let me uh, let me just um, maybe we need to take um, a step back and outline further from the Bible why you believe this is what 
will take place. And you just shared a little bit before that, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the gospel will prevail. You know, mm. the gospel will, even though we talk about opposition, but the gospel will be preached, will, will stand, uh, stand up, you know, yes. as it did all over the ages. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, let's get down into a little bit of scripture. In Revelation, we see the proclamation of the three angels. And collectively, this is often referred to as the three angels' messages. And the first angel in Revelation 12, 6 to 7, this is the, 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 the command that's given. Um, it says, then I saw another angel. And, and uh, the, the Greek for angel actually means Messenger. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can put that in there. Uh, then I saw another messenger, if you like, flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So everyone in the world's going to hear this saying with a loud vo- voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. So this is is what will happen. There'll be a preaching of raw truth. Come back to now. This fear is not you know fear and trembling. This is uh, reverence to God. So come back to a reverence of God. Recognize that He is the Creator, and worship Him as the Creator. And the second angel in Revelation twelve eight says it says and another angel followed saying Babylon is fallen is fallen that great city. Because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So we, we here aware that all nations in the world will be led astray. Um, there will be large portions of populations that will be led astray. Um, and the third angel in Revelation twelve nine to 10, it says, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So we're told about how this preaching which which will take place, and we're told that that will take place because Babylon will actually cause a large portion of the world's population to be led astray. Mm, absolutely. Now, just to, to correct that, because yeah, I know you, you're meant to say uh, Revelation 14, uh, but it's uh, Revelation 12. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's Revelation 14, and uh, you read the right uh, verses there. Mm. Uh, it's just that you mentioned 12. I, I thought just for our listeners, uh, in, Great, ca- thank in, you for in that case, yeah. if, uh, if they... Um, uh, are concerned about that. Uh, now, uh, Tracy, before you go on, uh, can you explain who or what Babylon represents here in Revelation? Yeah, well, there's, uh, 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 you could delve into this, you know, in great detail, but I'll kind of just, um, hit the high points. So we don't have a Bob- Babylon now. That was an ancient city. Um, and it's being used as a represent, as, as a representation, if you like, which a lot of, um, uh, revelation has a lot of, um, symbolic, uh, uh, um, representations mm. in it. So, uh, Babylon, when it was first raised up, um, this is a city that came up after the, the Great Flood 
And humans decided to build a city called Babel. And what they wanted to do, they wanted to build a tower reaching to heaven. Why did they want to do that? They wanted to do that because they wanted to be able to preserve themselves. They Mm -hmm. didn't want to feel the wrath of God at all. They wanted to be able to rise above it, if you like. So kind of say to God, well, you can do what you like. We'll build this big tower so, you know, you won't be able to get us from mm. a flood if, if if you decide to do that again. It was a project uniting humans in a common goal um, because they wanted to preserve themselves from a future flood. Mm. Now, God had already told them that, you know, they wouldn't send, he wouldn't send a flood again, yes. again you know, <laughs> but they obviously just didn't want to put their trust in him. They wanted total independence from God. So this story that we're given in Genesis is a story about an act of rebellion against the divine. Um, they they want to go their own way rather than what God has for them. But that project came to an end when God intervened by altering the unifying role that there was in, in human language so that they were all able to work together because they all understood each other. Mm. But we know from Scripture that that's where God, he went, hang on, I've got to do something to stop this. Um, and that's where the, all the different tongues were actually established. Yeah, originated, and, yes. Yeah. And so it was absolute confusion. You can imagine on a work site, uh, yesterday everybody was able to communicate, but I come in today and I ask Bill, well, where did you put the hammer and the nails mm. yesterday? And he doesn't understand me at all. You know, you can you can imagine yes. what it would would be like. So so you know that was how God chose to kind of put a stop in their way. I can understand just a little bit, uh, Tracy, because when <laughs> I arrived in when, <laughs> when I arrived in Australia, I couldn't speak one word in English. You know, and uh, oh, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and gestures can only go so far, you know. <laughs> So, you know, in Revelation, the the name Babylon represents firstly an unclean trinity. There are three powers united to promote the agenda of Satan. Revelation 16.3 says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon. We know the dragon's Mm. uh, a representation for Satan. Out of the mouth of the beasts. And we know that uh, beasts in the Bible are, represent nations and out of the mouth of the false prophets. So this is a false message or a false messiah that, that will be preached. And Revelation 13.13 13 says, He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So there will be things done that uh, will will make people believe in this 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 false message, this false Messiah. They'll think, goodness, you know, this person can do this stuff. You know, they must be divine. Yes, yes, that's uh, so true. All right. Well, uh, I think it's a uh, right uh, time to take a short break here, play a song, and we'll come back to talk a little bit more about Babylon um, and how we understand that uh, in in this time we live in. Uh, but before I'm playing the song, I would like to mention again the number where you can write us a text message to encourage us, if you like, or to question us on this topic. Um, but also on the number after the song, I'm going to give you a wonderful uh, book. Have uh, that number ready and uh, send us a text. 048 We're pilgrims on the journey 
of the narrow road And those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful Encouraging the weary Their lives a stirring testament To God's sustaining grace Surrounded by so great a cloud Of witnesses Let us run the race Not only for the prize But as those who've gone before us Let us leave to those behind us The heritage of faithfulness Passed on through godly lives Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the fire of our devotion Light their way Have come and gone And our children sift Through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must
was that song called? It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music. And that is a great song, isn't it? I like that one. Mm. Um, you mentioned earlier, Nick, about uh, this offer that we have for our listeners today, and I was really pleased when I saw this offer that we have Um it's a book called The Invitation, and essentially it's a book which has a number of stories, different people who they had been destroyed by life circumstances, and they talk about how they had, their lives had been rebuilt by the love of God. And, you know, I, I know that often people have difficulty in their lives, and I'm actually going to get a copy of this book for a friend that I have who's going through a difficult time at this point in time, and I really hope it helps her. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that there may be some people when they read through this book and they see a reflection of themselves mm. in some of the stories. Um, the, the book talks about, you know, the, the power of God to actually come in and change people's lives for the better. Uh, and, and that's what I, I really hope people are, are blessed by this book. I really think people's stories or testimonies of how, you know, God has come in and sometimes the more difficult the person's life, the more beauty we see mm. when we see the before and the, and the after. So I just encourage listeners to, um, to text in for this offer because I'm sure you'll, you'll be greatly blessed. And what number are they going to text in on? The number is 0488-8808-1 with the code SA15. SA stands for South Australia and number 15. Now you mentioned uh, that also if people are going through difficulties, you know, ah, and yes. uh, uh, we just um, talked about a bit earlier that we have the week of prayer going on in our yes. churches. And if you have a prayer request uh, or if you want to uh, have a intercessory prayer, you know, mm. you want us to be part of that also for some of your uh, uh, friends or family members and so on and so forth. Don't hesitate to contact us on the same number if you like, uh, but also you can visit us on um, faithfm.com.au. Yes, um, Tracy, this is very important to um, to share mm-hmm. with one another, to encourage one another. And we were talking a bit earlier, and you shared with us just before the break uh, um, about Babylon and how even the the Tower of Babel, you know, was uh, erected and the the intention of people. Uh, but moving on a little bit more, so Babylon is an end time expression of Christianity, which has fallen away from the true teachings of God, but on a global dimension. Mm, mm. Yeah, it represents a portion of the church of Laodicea, which is the last of the seven churches um, that are mentioned in Revelation. It's actually mentioned in Revelation 3.14, the church of Laodicea, which is um, basically a church that is in, admonished because it's lukewarm. Mm. Uh, it, it, the, the text shows that uh, these believers think they have all they need, and they don't see their need of Christ due to their spiritual poverty. Poverty, so they're happy, you know, going on, uh, doing their thing, uh, going to Sunday church, uh, doing, going through all the motions, but not necessarily being aware mm. of their dependence of God. They want to worship God on their terms mm-hmm. rather than God. So they'll take the "I love you, God" bit, 
but they're not so hot on the, um, but hang on, there are things that need to change. Right. We see this in a large proportion of, of Christians even these days who I'm thinking of Pastor Gary who I, I heard, I think it was last week where he was talking about um, some uh, surveys that are done in America where um, there are actually quite a lot of Christians who... Uh, their responses to the surveys say that they don't really know what God's word says and they're not even too concerned about that. Mm. They're kind of, you know, putting a bit of this and a bit of that together. They're mixing their version of Christianity with all kinds of pagan practices, including even tarot reading. As long know? as you go to the church every week and have a good time there, you know, uh, and you put enjoying the label yes. Jesus on it. That's it. <laughs> you know, so, so, um, yeah, uh, there's this wanting to do it, but wanting to do it uh, their way rather than God's way. Okay, so do we have uh, any idea of how this uh, turning away from God, from God's ways, um, came about? Well, yeah, it's like I was saying earlier, Babylon reaches out to the world with a false message of salvation. In Revelation 14, 8, it says, she and 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 the female figure is given for um, a church. We could, if we had time, delve down to that. But suffice to say that a woman uh, represents a church in uh, a pure woman, a, a pure church, pure, and a, a less pure harlot. <laughs> it's depicted in the yeah. Bible, uh, apostate uh, yeah. church. Now we dealt with those ones when we did the prophecy uh, seminars, you know, and the, the discussion on that. But you're right. Mm. And it says that um, this corrupt woman, if you like, she's made all the nations drink of the wine of the passion of her immorality. Mm. So um, it's the force that drives Babylon is a passion or a desire. Like I said, they want to do things their way uh, instead of a mind enlightened by the spirit. And the, and the, the spirit quickens you, and the spirit wants you, draws you into the word, draws you into wanting uh, God's will in your life and doing things God's way. Even if you don't always get it right, there is a great desire for that and an opening of the heart to say, "God, please come and change me." All right, and uh, she's very willing to share the drink with as many churches as possible. Um, so, how do you think this uh, bringing together of uh, churches will take place? Uh, does the Bible give us any indication on, on this? Well, uh, again, in Revelation, it talks about Satan with the dragon reaching out to the non-Christian world to unify it around the convictions of Christianity, which for the most part will have fallen away from the true teachings of Christ. You know, I talked about, you know, that, that survey that, that, um, that American survey that Pastor Gary quoted, I think it was last week, where people are happy to be a Christian as long as they can do it their own way, mm. you know, the scriptures don't really mean anything. Um, so it's easier for non-Christians actually to unite with these ideas when it's all about just being a good person, mm-hmm. uh, just loving everybody, looking after the environment, doing all of those kinds of things rather than individuals uh, needing to repent of their own individual but, sin, etc. But that's a big deception because even though um, many people may just join the Christian movement, but I believe they will not stay with it uh, because if they don't find the genuineness of the Bible, it's just that, you know, easy thing, you know. Uh, I think this is a danger which we may not even be able to realize right now um, because, to be honest, 
compared in, in comparison with the whole uh, world you know christianity is still uh, only you know what that one one billion and it's, a bit it, it's, i it's think it's not the, the it's the not the majority biggest, you yeah, know religion that, yeah. that's that's for sure mm. you know there's probably going to be a, a coming together of uh, non-christians and christians and and Uh, atheists, etc., all all being united together, mm. um, and this is likely to happen through the use of a supernatural phenomena. Um, I think about the fact that you know I've got friends who they are full on atheists, but they're happy to believe in ghosts. So they don't want to believe in in their words, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but this would be their words: a man in the sky who mm -hmm. controls everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're okay with believing in ghosts, you know. So it's interesting how supernatural things can take people um, and, and if they can experience it themselves, then they're more likely to actually grab hold of it and believe a supernatural experience felt by an individual can change the way a person thinks. Nothing convinces like a personal experience. So um, in Revelation 13, 13 to 17, and I should have had this ready, but I haven't, Nick, um, this actually talks about where Um, there'll be social, political and religious changes that's, that right now seem impossible to um, anticipate. So let me just grab that because I wanted to actually quote some of that stuff there. So 13 to 17, Revelation 13, it says, He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. So uh, there's a lot going on there. Oh, hang on. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And there's a lot of things in there. Yep. But just to say there's going to be social, political and religious changes that we can't even anticipate right now. Or maybe we've got a whisper uh, well, of it right now. Yeah, I think we, we have a, a little bit of uh, idea how things are going on. Now, earlier you said that the gospel uh, will be victorious. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that in the next uh, just few minutes yeah. we have left. Okay. So Babylon offers the world a salvation through the proclamation of false gospel. It's spiritual unfaithfulness. We've talked about that. They do that by giving the dwellers of the earth her own wine, if you like. Um, Babylon's peddling a false gospel, which will seem to be validated through extraordinary miracles performed by Satan and his angels. Angels, But God offers to the world the gospel of salvation through the Lamb, Jesus. Jesus offered up his blood for the forgiveness of sin and the Holy Spirit was given to us to teach us all through all things it teach us what what Jesus wanted to teach us what what's in God's word and the human race is going to be polarized by the confrontation of the gospel of salvation through Christ versus the gospel of salvation through the dragon so the raw truth versus the easy easy one to accept mm. and the final result however is going to be the fall of Babylon uh, God will not allow Babylon and false Uh, a false message to stand. 
Can you share with us uh, when this uh, will take place and how that can come to fruition? Yeah, no one knows when it's going to take place. The only thing we can do is look at the world around us through the lens of Bible prophecy to give us an idea of generally where we're up to in the story. Babylon's fall will take place in two stages. So firstly... Um, it, the the spiritual um, side of it will take place. It will occur when the falling away um, of of the church, and we call that apostasy, mm-hmm. the falling away which began in the history of the church, is going to reach a climax in the reunification of all of these Christian churches who are really just not not preaching the raw truth anymore. The fullness of Babylon, however, is not yet present. It's not present until this event occurs, this coming together of all the all the Christian churches. Secondly, it'll transpire at the second coming of Christ mm. and it will result in a final defeat of Babylon. Revelation 16.9 says the great city, and it's referring to Babylon, was split in three parts. Jesus is going to be victorious. Yay. Amen. <laughs> Revelation 17.4 says, These will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. And the wicked will seek to hide themselves from the presence of the Lamb because they will understand that, hang on, they're on the wrong side of it. Revelation 6.16 says, that, and this is talking of wicked people crying out, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. The Lamb is... Jesus embodies the gospel and mm. comes out triumphant in the conflict. Amen, amen, amen. Absolutely, absolutely. Tracy, we have just a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here and then we'll uh, conclude with uh, another little song there. But uh, would you be able just to summarize and uh, uh, bring a few thoughts uh, together? Give you a snapshot. Uh, this is really detailed stuff. We're only touching the surface. If people want to know more about prophecy, they can contact uh, Faith FM they can contact any of our churches and we've we've got lots of information on all of this um, but basically Babylon is not yet present in the world in all her fullness um, apostasy we talked about that that means the the, the not preaching the raw truth of, of the word, um, that's going to reach its culmination shortly before the coming of Christ. It's important for us to observe what's taking place in the relationship between Protestants and Catholics, particularly the significant increase of the influence of Catholicism in some parts of the mm. world, even among non-Christian religions. And I think about a few years ago, it's the first time the Pope actually got to address the UN. That's never happened before. You know, many are openly saying, that he's the one who's going to unite the world. The world is changing rapidly and we should expect more significant changes, particularly of a religious nature. But remember, Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. Our trust in what the Word has to say is our only sure way of not being caught up in false gospel. The good news is that as long as we place our faith and trust in the right place, we can't go wrong. That's great. That was uh, that was a real snapshot, uh, Tracy. Thank you so much for sharing with us uh, today. Uh, may God richly bless you every time as you come and share with us. Uh, we're just concluding uh, now with a short word of prayer, and I'm inviting you to join us again next time. But uh, until uh, then, let's just bow our heads in, in prayer. Thank God for uh, your mercy and love for us all. You are long-suffering and you are a God who cares for us uh, even though we stuffed it up so many times and we are still doing it. But God help us to 
uh, engage uh, intentionally on the right direction and you to lead us in Jesus name I prayed please join us uh, again uh, next time uh, when uh, we are going to talk a bit more about the uh, ecumenical spirit in the post biblical world until then may God richly bless you Hitting the floor They were following God Instead of following men Bringing glory to God Was their number one plan And they said Even if we have to face the flames We will serve our God And stand today Stand up